0: You're tuned Into Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's dot com to start your free trial.
2: Welcome. Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
0: It's Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, July 9th, 2021, our 26th year bringing you the latest In Consumer Tech, I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. And we've got some tech news and commentary in this segment. And uh, Joe in Texas standing by with a question or comment or help for another listener. I don't even know. We'll find out. And, of course, we want to hear from you. And not just because when you're heard on the air... You win fabulous prizes in the 2021 edition of the Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. See, you can do that. I can't. Yeah. Wish. My vocal cords are still healing, so oh, I, I can't be so emphatic. I have to be more like... The Delilah of Tech Radio. Hmm. Maybe Cameron does it better, though. He does. And we should actually hear him do it, if I can actually get there fast enough, which I believe I can.
3: Oh, my gosh. It's time for the cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway.
0: (laughs) I love it. And, of course, he's teasing us, because you want to stay tuned. We've got more new prizes that we've added this past week as well. They're all listed at intotomorrow.com, but the important thing is for you... Not to wait to call in and participate because when you're heard on the air, you win. It's that easy. We don't make you jump through hoops or be the 99th caller or or answer some goofy question or did you hear last week's show? What did we say about such and such? No, none of that nonsense. You just have to be heard on the air, which means you can't call up and say, "Oh, I want to win. Put me on the air." That doesn't work. I mean, you gotta ask a question, help another listener, share your favorite app these days, and why. Share some tech rage, you know, the normal stuff. Participate on the show. Now, if you want
1: to actually post a video online of yourself jumping through some hoops and tag us on social media, you can ask us us a question while you're jumping through the hoops. Oh, I like that idea. Tag us, and yeah, we'll send you some prizes.
0: Ooh, that's (laughs) actually a very good idea. Okay, let's see if anybody does that. Because, you know, we're available in so many ways. On air, online, on now. On everything. If it's legal, yeah. we're on, <laughs> we're on everything. So do participate. This past Monday was Jeff Bezos's his last day as the Amazon CEO, with the occasion falling exactly 27 years after Amazon was incorporated. Big deal. Uh, Love or hate him for his uh, journey to one of the richest people on Earth. And all of that came, of course, with that status. Bezos has made an indelible mark on the world economy and forever changed the landscape where e-commerce, delivery, streaming, and logistics unite. Of course, he's not going anywhere, well, other than space, which he still plans to do, because he will remain at the company as executive chairman. The guy who built the highly profitable and controversial, in many cases, AWS cloud services business, Andy Jassy, will now take the reins or has now taken the reins as CEO of Amazon.
1: Of course, Bezos will still be in charge because he's going to remain Amazon's biggest shareholder with a stake worth of about, worth about $180 million in the yeah. company.
0: So there's a pretty good chance that if he sends a text or an email or a phone call to uh, Andy Jassy, you know, what I'd really like to see us do is such and such, chances are it's going to happen. He'll still be in charge. <laughs> yeah, no question. But he can always sit back now and say, hey, I'm not the CEO anymore. Blame Andy mm-hmm. <laughs> when things don't go well.
1: Speaking of Amazon, um, I had an interesting experience with uh, their uh, Ring division earlier this week.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Because they own Ring too yeah. and other stuff that's so, screwing yeah.
1: up. It all started when I got an email that read in really big bold letters: "Your password was found to have been published online and is unsafe." Uh oh. It said, as, "As part of an ongoing security check, we detected that your Ring password was also used for a non-Ring account that was exposed in a data breach and published online." What? Now, that um, you know, has a few questions. They also said that you know to help prevent unauthorized access to your Ring account, we are protecting you by logging you out of all devices and disabling access to your Ring account until you change your password.
0: Which I guess is a good thing. It's yeah. like, get in and change your
1: password, right? Yeah. But my first thought was, how the hell does Ring know what passwords I've used on other non-Ring sites? Hmm. Good point. Uh huh. That's none of their that's business. What they told me, it wasn't that my Ring password was reused. We see that you use the same password on Ring that you used on another site. how, so how, how would they? Would they know? Exactly. Ooh. That's first question. Creepy. Yeah. So I logged into my Ring account on my PC and changed my password. After doing so, it prompted me to log in, which of course is no biggie. Most sites want you to log back in once you've changed the password. When I logged in using the newly changed password, it then asked me for the security code that it sent to my email address. So I went to my email. There, I see an email from Ring saying, your device or browser was not recognized. For your security, your verification code will not be sent by email. (laughs) Oh, my God. What it said I had to do was log into my app and go to the control center to get the code. So I opened my Ring app. Now, remember earlier when they said they logged me out of all my devices? Yeah. Well, the app wanted me to log back in, which I did with the new password. It then told me to enter the code that they sent to my email address. So I went back to my email again to see another email saying that I need to log into the app to get the code. No, a typical catch-22. So, so I, was, I was stuck in this endless cycle with, the, with the, the app telling me I needed to enter my email code and the email telling me I needed to enter a code from the app. So sitting at home frustrated, you know, the next day, I decided to try one last thing, not thinking that it would work. I opened Safari on my phone and went to the Ring website. Well, that worked. Oh, great. So... <laughs> And I was able to get it back into my account. But why the app on that same device wouldn't work because it told me it wasn't recognized is beyond me.
0: Well, but the important thing is now can you see
1: your cameras at home? I cannot see my Ring cameras. But now I also have the knowledge that Ring apparently knows what passwords I use
0: on other sites. That are not theirs. Right. Whoa. I wonder if that happened to anybody listening. (laughs) Share your experience as well or any other tech rage. Because Chris frequently shares tech rage. Chris is usually in a rage anyway. Um, But maybe you've got something similar to share. And we'll see if we can't uh, not only lend an ear, but lend an audience. Because we've got millions of folks that are listening and saying, you know what? That happened to me, too. So what'd you do about it? A flying car prototype from Klein Vision that features retractable wings and tail recently completed a test flight between two Slovakian cities. Other companies, including Volkswagen, Hyundai, and Porsche, are developing flying cars or backing startups that have prototypes in progress. So stay tuned as our cars fly you into tomorrow, and we'll try to stay on top of that. And report more. My car doesn't fly. Not yet. No. But
1: from the air to underground.
0: Oh, I see what you did there. The the boring company, Elon
1: Musk's tunneling venture, has pitched an underground transit system to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, just up the road from us here. Yeah. Um, It's the latest city to become transfixed by Musk's Tesla in a tunnel concept. It's not a done deal, but the Fort Lauderdale mayor called it, quote, an innovative and unprecedented approach to addressing traffic congestion and transit needs. The project, which would be called the Las Olas Loop, would connect Fort Lauderdale's downtown to the beach. And for those not familiar with the area, Las Olas is probably the second most famous street in Fort Lauderdale behind A1A along yeah. the beach.
0: Yeah. And, of course, the Boring Company has only dug three
1: tunnels so far.
0: a test and, tunnel- when, and when you say the Boring Company, we're not talking about a company full of boring people. Right. There may be some boring people that would bore you. But, no, boring as in digging. The, the Bora Tunnel. The Bora yes. Tunnel. Okay,
1: yeah. the Boring Company. Got right, it. So, of course, they've only dug three tunnels so far. A test tunnel in Los Angeles and 2.8-mile tunnels underneath the Las Vegas Convention Center. And, of course, it's, got, it's yet to be proven as a functional transit system. They've also pitched a $30 million tunnel system to the city of Miami. Uh, previous projects, such as a proposed 35-mile Washington, D.C. to Baltimore Tunnel and a Chicago Loop System, appear to have been canceled. Why, I wonder? I don't know. Hmm. But I'm still concerned about these tunnel systems here in South Florida because you dig three feet underground and you got water. Yeah. So how are you going to do these tunnels? Although they, the engineers, they found a way to dig
0: under the the water here to to the port. That's true. We've got a tunnel to Port Miami from downtown, and I've been in it a couple of times. Works very well. So kind of makes you wonder. It's in fact, it's rather cool because I guess the water helps cool everything. Uh-huh. But it is not only underwater; it's under the water. It's under the, the bed that where the water sits, where all these giant ships come in, which is really interesting because as you're in the tunnel, you're thinking up, up above you, boy, there could be a humongous world's largest cruise ship above me right now. Mm-hmm. Let's hope everything holds. Yeah. yeah And of course, just to the southeast of us, unfortunately, you know, the Surfside condo collapse uh, continues to find non-survivors, but at least... They were able to, as you probably saw in the news, implode the rest of the building. And now it's a matter of just getting everybody out of there. And unfortunately, the the death toll has been just astronomical. But I can't help but think about those kinds of things if they're talking about boring under stuff, especially here in South Florida. Now, that the jury's still out. Don't know how or what caused it actually and certainly is going to be followed up on. But it just seems to me like if you're making the earth underneath a building or an expressway or other roadway system or so forth, you know, it doesn't seem like it's so stable if you've disrupted all the earth under it. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, as I told you, you know, a couple days
1: ago, that this is the right time to be an engineering firm in South Florida because you're getting a lot of business. Unfortunately, in fact, um, earlier this week, I believe it was on Wednesday, um, they announced in North Miami Beach, not too far from Surfside, there was a about 135 unit condo building that was evacuated because they don't Mm -hmm. know if it's how stable it is. And unfortunately, we're going to hear a lot more about that these days. Oh
0: yeah, I think around the country, but certainly here in South Florida, which is where this catastrophe occurred. Uh, more and more people are saying well look at the rotting in my building and and the concrete falling and the water leaking and oh my gosh what a terrible terrible thing tech companies are placing important smartphone features into many other kinds of devices of course like smart watches earbuds even glasses equipped with augmented reality or ai technology axios columnist ina fried notes that any transition We'll face plenty of technical complications, legal questions, and other hurdles. But it's what we do as we push our way forward into tomorrow. So we'll see how those other tech companies will do what they can with smartphone features that we're all used to in other devices. Amazon is making significant investments in its delivery operations with the purchase of 1,000 autonomous trucks from Plus, which follows last year's acquisition of Zooks, the self-driving car startup. AVs could give the company more flexibility, as if they need more flexibility, over an ongoing problem of finding and keeping enough drivers, as well as give it data to help optimize its delivery options.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe if Amazon didn't make their drivers urinate into plastic cups, yeah. then uh, you know, they'd be able to keep and find drivers. Well, see, that's why they want to use autonomous vehicles. Yeah, they don't have to take bathroom
0: breaks. They don't have to take any breaks. They could run 24-7 and no problem. They don't have to pay insurance or benefits or, you know, just like all these people in McDonald's and other fast food places that are being replaced by kiosks. Well, you demand $15 an hour, we got to replace you with a kiosk, which doesn't need any benefits or anything. They don't call in sick. They don't not show up. They do get viruses. That's true. And they do not work sometimes. Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listening on 97.5 FM KTBB. And we love you for it. Calling in using the Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Joe.
4: I just had an iMac 27-inch die on me. The screen still works, but the hard drive is toast. So I'm buying a new M1 uh, 24-inch. was wondering if I could use the old iMac as a monitor. It would be cool to have 24 inches on one side and 27 inches on the other side. What great... ...view I could have of my work.
0: (laughs) I love it. Now, normally, because I'm not an Apple fan, I would say, just get a Windows machine. But uh, I can't really say that and be comfortable. So, Joe, the answer is yes and no. 27-inch models from 2009 and 2010 can be used as an external display. Apple used to call the feature target display mode. And it worked by connecting the iMac to a laptop or other desktop via the mini Display Port. Now, there are two things that will likely keep you from being able to do that, though.
1: First of all, an operating system is required to do it. Uh, in particular, it needs to be Mac OS High Sierra. Oh. So you'd need to get a hard drive for your old machine, try to find High Sierra, and install it. Given how cheap regular monitors are, though, that just may not be worth the hassle. Uh, second, and most important, it won't be compatible with your new generation iMac. Apple supported the feature during the decade between 2009 and 2019, but newer iMacs can't use your model as an external display anymore.
0: Oh, what a shame. Well, so if you still want to have a 27-inch external monitor, you can find them for as little as 150 bucks. So it may still be something you can do if it will help you be more productive. And I like your attitude of getting more work done and hopefully having more fun with it. So, Joe, Let us know if our input helped you out and what you end up doing because I think it'll help others as well. All the way into tomorrow.com.
2: Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average a household with at least one credit card struggles with over fifteen thousand dollars in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault credit card debt happens to good people credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments before you know it you're in over your head national debt relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our debt reset program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe our debt reset program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment if you owe over ten thousand dollars in credit card debt or even personal loans call 800 213 there are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's 800-213-5082. 800-213-5082.
0: Another interesting. Well, I'll let you be the judge. Into tomorrow, tech tidbit: Coca-Cola owns all website URLs that can be read as "ah," you know their commercials Mm -hmm. of "ah," all the way up to 62 "h's." (laughs) Please give me a break. Clearly, they have more money than they know what to do with. Yeah, woke Coke. I'm a Dr. Pepper fan. No more woke Coke for me anyway. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And listen up, Chris. Body fat is an important predictor of health. Gee. But how can you measure it accurately and conveniently? How about using your smartphone? With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Here's Alfred Poor.
4: Thanks, Dave. Next to blood pressure, perhaps the most important measurement to predict your health is your percentage of body fat. The familiar BMI, Body Mass Index, is fairly inaccurate as it just considers height and total weight. There are highly accurate procedures, but these require expensive and complicated clinical equipment. And the smart bathroom scales that measure your body fat aren't very accurate. Amazon has a new solution. Subscribers to the Halo Fitness Band service have access to a new feature called Body. Just take a series of photos of your body and it will create a 3D model. From this, it can calculate the percentage of your body fat, and tests at the Louisiana State University showed that the Amazon body feature was more accurate than all but the most expensive clinical device. The system can also show you what your body might look like at different levels of percent body fat. This could be a powerful motivating tool for some users. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. It could also be really creepy that Amazon
0: has pictures of your body. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I I don't know either. Wow. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Be sure to visit com for more. And while you're at it, follow me, friend me, whatever you want to call it, on Instagram and Facebook, and check my post from earlier this week where I show you When I'm within range, I do a better job on the air. And then the next picture is when I'm not in range, I'm not so good. And you'll see what that's all about, because it's kind of interesting, don't you think? The Cool into Tomorrow hot. Summer Giveaway is well underway. And here's the deal. When you call in, mention two or three of the items that we're either about to share with you, and no promises, no guarantees, but we'll do our best to get one of those to you, or check out the entire list at the post at intotomorrow.com because we've got a plethora of cool things for you you've got an iPhone 12, AirPods,
1: or an Apple Watch, well, Catalyst has sent us a whole bunch of protection cases for all those devices. You could win some of them. Tivic Health has sent several of their clear-up microcurrent devices that relieve congestion
0: from colds, flu, and allergies with carrying cases. OWC sent us a couple of cool things. USB-C Travel Dock to simplify your mobile connectivity, and their Envoy Pro Electron 1TB. It's the fastest, toughest USB-C SSD. Scosche sent a box full of stuff, including, but not limited
1: to, <laughs> their Rhythm Plus 2.0 armband heart rate monitor, a PowerVolt dual-port USB-C and A car charger, a PowerUp 600 car jumper, power bank, and flashlight. Uh, Roborock sent us, this is my favorite uh, giveaway item, an S6 Max-V robotic vacuum. Buy it at $700.
0: Yeah, we have a similar one, the model below that one, even not as expensive, that we use around the studio and love it. And we, here we are, a whole bunch of grown people watching this robot vacuum run around and putting our foot in the way so it bounces off of it and stuff. But anyway, but Roborock, this $700 robotic vacuum, somebody's going to win that. And from Cut and Go... The Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. This will save your life Into Tomorrow. They sent us a bunch of those, and it's really cool. So check it out.
1: All you've got to do to win is participate on the show by using the free Into Tomorrow app and sending a message to studio. You could hit the Ask Dave button on our website. Look for the red microphone or call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686.
2: Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093.
0: Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of technology available today and into tomorrow. So we want you to participate on the program, not just because we're in the beginning of our huge annual Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway but because we want to hear you on the air. And it's that easy to win. Just be heard on the air and voila, you win. So do join us. There are several ways. Just visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out the summer giveaway post. Vehicle prices, both new and used, of course, are hitting an all-time high, which means the decision to keep or sell your car has become an even more difficult one than usual perhaps making small investments to your vehicle does pay off in the long run here to tell us more is the managing editor at kbb.com as in kelly blue book it is micah Musio. micah welcome into tomorrow how are you sir
3: Dave, I'm doing really well. Though I'll be honest, you've caught me at an odd moment. The automotive industry is going through what I would describe as an unprecedented moment. Uh it's really weird. Are you are you keeping up with this? Like uh, used car prices have really really jumped. It's it's a, it's an odd moment.
0: Which does now does that mean that if I want to get a new car there's a better chance that I can get more from my existing older used vehicle, whether it's at a dealership or selling it on my own or to one of these whole bunch of other folks available these days that whether you buy one from us or not, we'll buy your used car. You know, <laughs> Does that bode well <laughs> yeah. for me?
3: Yes, it does. So um, I, I'm going to just uh, let me paint a little background just so people know sure. what we're talking about here. So, um, you know, in the beginning of Corona times, a lot of car makers dialed back their uh, production of new vehicles because there was a decrease in demand, and um, right now also we're in a time where there's this worldwide microchip shortage, so yeah. that is further hindering the ability of car makers to make new vehicles. Simultaneously, rental car companies that abandoned a bunch of their uh, much of their fleets last year when there was no demand for rental cars are now trying to fill out their rental fleets, but they can't buy new cars because new cars aren't available, and so they're buying used cars. Um, And so there's all these dynamics coming together where you've got uh, a ton of demand. People want to get out there and want to drive after all the corona lockdowns. They want to get back at it. Uh, So there's a ton of demand, and there's very little supply. And as we know, when uh, you have that mismatch, prices go up. So right now used car prices have shot through the roof. In fact in June, um the average price of a used car was about $24,400, wow. which is a, like a 25% jump versus yeah. the year prior. So what all that means is that if you're looking to sell a car right now, you are in the catbird seat. If you're looking to buy a used car right now, it's a very challenging time. And what about if
0: you are looking to buy a new car? Because, you know, at first, because I've I've been looking around, uh, we did a recent report on the all-new 2022 Acura MDX, and I fell in love with it, but then Acura is telling me that, you know, well, we have a very major shortage because of chips, and I'm thinking, is everybody using the chip excuse, or is it real that chips are so uh, back-ordered that they have cars just kind of sitting on the assembly line waiting to come out, so therefore for the prices are skyrocketing. It's like, I've never paid uh, sticker for any car in my life. I mean, I like to think I'm a good negotiator. And I'm told, well, that's not going to be the case this time. You're going to have to pay sticker if you want the car. If not, sorry, but there's a, a waiting list. And it's like, whoa, yeah.
3: <laughs> this is bizarre. Well, I'll, I'll say, I, one, yeah, I have a really good choice for that 22 Acura MDX. I like it too. But two, the um, uh, microchip shortage is not fake that is a very real thing in fact um, a lot of tech manufacturers are um, getting early access to the chips that are available so yeah like if you look at a manufacturer like ford they have f-150 pickup trucks sort of piling up on lots oh. that are completed except for the microchips and so and that dynamic by the way is not going to change anytime soon everything i'm seeing is uh, is that this microchip shortage is going to continue into 2022 oh, so um, we have a very challenging situation both on the new car side and the used car side, and it's it's just really tough. So the question is, if you have a car that you want to sell now, you can. Um, this is an excellent time to do that. Uh, so whether or not you decide to sell it, it's sort of dependent on what you do next. So if you have another vehicle you can drive, I actually, earlier today, I talked to a guy who has literally 15 cars, no. and I said, hey, dude, sell 14 of those (laughs) (laughs) cards. Keep one and uh, offload the rest. This is a great time to sell. But if you don't have that option, then you're going to be faced with, uh, like you're saying, you have to say pay msrp maybe more in fact you want one of the weird dynamics is that um, in some cases used car prices are higher than new car prices one example would be the kia telluride which is a very highly desirable three-row suv and that um, i was talking to somebody um, recently and they said that their friends were um, contacted by the dealership that said hey you bought this um, kia telluride 18 months ago bring it back we'll pay you exactly what you paid for it 18 months ago just so we can get it on the lot.
0: Oh, my God. Um, you never hear of that. Holy cow.
3: No. <laughs> Unprecedented. And so we're in a time where if you're willing to wait um, and have some of that uncertainty, you may be able to get a new car for less than you pay for a used car. But if you need it now, uh, used cars might be available, but they're going to be extremely pricey. So in the branching timeline, you have, you're have you not very sure if you want to sell your car or uh, hold on to your car. In either of those scenarios, there are a few things that are worth considering uh, you know, so I think one thing that people need to consider is that um, simple maintenance is going to pay off in either route. So if you keep your car really cheap insurance for your car's longevity is things like making sure you're up to date with oil changes and tune ups. So just basic maintenance, but if you're selling your car you still want to be able to show that you've maintained your car properly. Yeah. So uh, if a prospective buyer comes along, if you can show them uh, you know, comprehensive records of oil changes and maintenance, that's very reassuring. The other thing to consider, too, alignment. In either scenario, whether you keep – or sell your car, sell your car. The last thing you want is somebody who's really excited about your car to get in, drive and have like the steering wheel be kind of cocked a little bit this way (laughs) or the car pulls that direction. Those are big red flags. And um, so, but if you keep your car, having it properly aligned is going to improve fuel economy and make it just drive better. So those are really simple things. But the other thing to consider, if you're selling your car it's just like a house. You walk into a filthy house, that might make you question whether or not it's been maintained properly. <laughs> and uh, it's a really easy thing to do. Have your car detailed. Just go have a detailer go through it. It's 100 hundred, hundred fifty 150 bucks, something along those lines, which is really, really cheap. Because when you have a prospective buyer come along and they see, oh, this car is so well-maintained. Look at that shiny paint. Look at the fact that there are no French fries on the floorboard. <laughs> those things give them confidence, and that's how you're going to maximize your um, your uh, ability to uh, you know seize this moment and uh, get the most out of your car
0: it, it sounds like a truer uh, explanation of curb appeal in every sense
3: one hundred percent
0: loving that now micah as as managing editor at KBB.com, dot com i 'm wondering uh, to my earlier question i don 't think we addressed it, and that is Especially these days, are you okay if you were to trade in a used car at a dealer for a new car where you're buying it, or will you do better? selling it on your own f- to someone else and then just going in with that cash as to maybe increase your down payment on the new vehicle?
3: You can definitely do better selling to a private party. There's Good. no doubt about it. Um, I guess one of the challenges uh, you know, when people were in the midst of uh, corona lockdowns was uh, hesitation about having uh, personal contact. But now that we're coming out of that, um, if you're willing to uh, do the legwork, especially right now because there's such demand, selling to a private party uh, would definitely be the um, financially advantageous approach.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Terrific. Now, since we cover in our 26 years technology of all sorts, and that's why I do know from your earlier discussions about chips, because we hear it from various device manufacturers as well that are having similar problems. But let's talk about the aftermarket tech in vehicles. Does that have any real bearing on resale value? Uh, do we keep it in the vehicle? Do we take it out and install it in our new vehicle? Whether it be anything from, you know, radar detectors to dash cams to... Uh, security systems, that sort of thing, in your opinion?
3: I would say generally aftermarket features don't show um, a uh, a real benefit for resale values. Mm. Like if you want to put something on your car because you like it, that's a great reason to do it. I, I would say the exception might be something like we've done with my wife's Honda CRV. It's a 2008 CRV, and the thing we installed was a new head unit with a large screen that has Apple CarPlay, connectivity so people can connect their phones and a backup camera. Um, If you can backfill some technologies that modern buyers demand and use the aftermarket to do that, that begins to show some real value. So somebody might be able to choose my wife's 2008 CRV versus, let's say, a newer CRV that has that technology, but be able to get it at a much more accessible price. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, if you are able to meet modern demands through the aftermarket, then that could be a worthwhile investment.
0: But to your point, Micah, a good point, I think it is, too, is that if, if just if you put something in your car because you liked it, the reaction might be, eh, to somebody else who's looking to buy it's like i don't really care it's not going to help me i don't you know i don't ever speed so the radar detector you might as well take it out you know or whatever so uh, good absolutely good advice great advice and i'll bet you we can get more advice about how car shopping can be made easy if we visit kbb.com where you and your team are always staying on top of things
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, but what I would suggest is since this is such a weird time, it's really helpful to know what your vehicle is worth before you try and go sell it. And, you know, KBB.com is, uh, you know, Kelly Blue Book's been around since 1926, and our expertise is around car value. So if you want to know what your vehicle is actually worth now before you go and try and sell it, KBB is a really uh, great resource. And then the other thing I'd say, too, I mentioned service and repair previously. Yeah. If you're not sure how much you should pay for those things, we also have a service and repair guide that you can put in your exam year, make, model, and it'll tell you if you have any outstanding um, recalls. It can uh, tell you about how much you should pay for certain service and repair items. Uh Uh, So it's a really great resource to get your car prepared for when it's ready to sell.
0: Oh, I didn't even know you did that. That's terrific. I'm going to be running to KBB.com because, number one, I've got to find out what you think my value on my existing car is, (laughs) so hopefully I can actually get a lot more for it than I might have otherwise. And then maybe Acura can twist my arm and, oh my... Gosh, pay sticker price for a new car? Ah, It's so against my grain. But maybe it's all I've got to do if I really want all the tech in that new vehicle. Micah, you're a delight to chat with. I absolutely want to make sure we get you back again soon. There's so much more we can cover. And we thank you for spending a few minutes with us into tomorrow.
3: I would love to come back. By the way, congrats on 26 years. Awesome.
0: Well, well, thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Micah Musio is the managing editor at KBB.com, as in Kelly Blue Book. Yeah, KBB.com. Do check it out. Uh, it's your one-stop source for all sorts of resource information. I learned something new there, too. Car repair pricing. That can help you a lot as well. And, of course, we'll get you there when you visit us at IntoTomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned as we bring you further into. Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call one or go to blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com.
0: On radio, the original social media. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow
1: is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing a 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our website at IntoTomorrow.com.
0: You know, I want to say I hope you all heard our last segment with Micah from KBB. Really, really helpful information from Kelly Blue Book about whether you should be selling your used car, how to get more for it, etc. Well, one of the things he did during the interview was suggest that they have a great tool on their website at kbb.com where you can get an estimated value on your current used car. So maybe you're planning to get, like me, possibly a new car, and I want to see what my existing vehicle is worth. So I did their whole little thing, and then they say, you know, we can even send you a quote if you'd like. Well, yeah, I'd like to know what it is that you think my car is worth and what I could get for it. Well, then they spammed me mm -hmm, by sending it to a whole bunch of area dealerships. And just what I need are car dealers bugging me. So they were texting my office number, because I don't give my private number, they were emailing, they were trying to call the office, no less than eight dealerships. We want your old car. Oh, my God, enough. So, folks, just be aware. And it's not just them. It's a whole But You've had that experience with a whole oh, bunch yeah. of other people doing other things. Just be very careful if you're providing any information to get any information. Because, as I proved once again... I'm the product, yeah, and they're selling my information to a whole bunch of car dealers who are hounding me every day now. Of course, thank God I don't give them numbers that they can actually reach me, but so they call and they get our business number, and then they text it. Well, we have the text anywhere service, text me anywhere, so I get the text. Well, we get it, and I replied with, enough, stop it. You're being typical car dealers, and you wonder why you have a bad name.
1: I had a similar issue with, you know, several years ago with uh, trying to get life insurance. And I found one of those sites that says they offer comparisons on on all these life insurance plans. Okay. Mm. So I went in, I put in my general information, but it said in order to get a quote, they needed my, my phone number, my email address. I said, okay, well, that's weird, but I guess. Okay. Here it is. And then it was, you know, it wasn't that we'll give you a quote right now. It's thanks for all the information. Someone will be in touch. And it was the same thing within, within the next 24
0: hours. I think I heard from no less than 10 different life insurance companies wanting my business again because you are the product. Yeah, and they're selling you and your personal information to other people. Hate that. There ought to be a law. And as and as helpful as the KBB site is and was to me to get good information, I do, I couldn't. I didn't need any of that. That was just nuts and absurd. Yeah. So use caution whenever you do that sort of thing. If you're filling out a form, here's a better idea: set up a, a free. Google Voice account, do a a free Gmail account. Use that for all this kind of nonsense. You have an ex-wife or an ex-husband, give their phone number. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But now, unfortunately, some of those things where you might really want information are going to text you a code to retrieve your, your quote or some nonsense. So you may not get it if you don't give something that you'll check. But give them something that you'll only go to check because you think something's coming in. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to start giving the office fax numbers. So no, no, if you no. try to call, then they oh. get that annoying beep. Well, that's, okay, that's not a bad idea. That's true. Because we don't have a physical fax machine. It's all uh, in a server and digital and electronic. Let them hear beep. That'll okay. teach them. That's what I'll do now. I'll respond to all of them and say, okay, call me directly at this number. <laughs> It'll be the facts. Or maybe I'll give them the FBI's office. There you go. That'll be even better. tomorrow.com. if you had a similar issue, see there's some good tech rage. Share that with us. And you're in the summer giveaway. Intotomorrow.com.
2: can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that?
0: I just got techie with Geeks On Site.
2: Our Geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having, we explain and teach you along the way.
0: We'll help you instantly. Call 855 399 9886. That's 855 399 9886. It's Into Tomorrow, your weekly update on the latest in cool tech. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by
1: Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit blubrry.com.
0: Oh, and here's a quick reminder. If you uh, call in and participate, be sure to check your email. And check your junk filter in your email because you will have gotten a prize closet at graveline.com email you need to reply to. Or if you sign up for our tech newsletter, we may end up, unfortunately, in your spam. So check that because we're not spam. Doug in Durham, North Carolina, listens on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hey, Doug. I have a Samsung Chromebook, probably four or five years old. I'll be typing, you know, to somebody. And it'll go back over what I've already typed and start typing what I'm typing at that point. Just messing up the whole thing. I don't know what's
4: going on. I need help.
0: Well, Doug, unfortunately, that sounds like a hardware issue. And it's unlikely that Samsung is still supporting the hardware after five years. You could now have an issue with a driver, but Chromebooks are meant to be no maintenance in terms of software as far as the user is concerned, and driver upgrades are handled in the background for you. And if you want to rule that out as a problem, you can
1: restore the laptop to its factory settings. Uh, The main advantage of a cloud-based laptop is that you can do that without losing any of your data. But don't hold your breath. It sounds like either the mouse or the keyboard are randomly firing off signals when you type, and there might not be a software solution for that. Uh, One thing you might want to be conscious of, though, is if your Chromebook has a trackpad, as most of them do, make sure that you're not resting your palm on it while you're typing. Uh, Doing so may very well move the cursor around. Uh, That's happened to me on more
0: than one occasion. Okay, and it could be something as simple as that. So, Doug, keep an eye while you're typing. Just make sure that you're not accidentally moving the cursor and let us know if our suggestions make sense. Yeah,
1: and most most of these machines have a little function F button that you can hit that will turn that trackpad off. I've I've had to do that on my laptop when I'm doing a lot of typing because yeah, my my palm ends up hitting that trackpad which moves the uh, cursor
0: around. Ah, uh, there you go. Be sure to sign up for our free once a week tech newsletter and check your email for the response at intotomorrow.com. All we ask for is your email address. We don't share it with anyone, we don't spam anyone, and then voilà, you'll be getting our tech newsletter.